Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. You're listening to Women Who Fear the Lord. I'm your host, Isabel LeBron. Welcome once again to Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives, Women Who Fear the Lord. We are glad you have joined us. Today, we will be answering the question, what if my husband isn't growing as fast as I'd like him to? Well, dear sister, let's take a look at what the Word of God says regarding sanctification. Let me first give you the definition of the Word. It's important that we take a moment and define our terms. Sanctification is closely connected with holiness. It means being set apart. It's the process of being made holy resulting in a changed life. There are three different categories of sanctification. There is past sanctification, which is known as positional sanctification. In short, is a moment we are saved and have been justified positionally. Paul states it this way, And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of our God. There's also future sanctification. This is what all our hearts long for. It is a beautiful doctrine that teaches that one day we will be glorified. We will be made perfect. This will not happen here on earth. However, it will be done when we are taken up to glory. What we will be talking about today is present sanctification, also known as progressive sanctification. This teaches us that since we are still in our flesh, the Lord continues to transform us from one degree of glory to another. This happens by the power of the Holy Spirit, fighting sin and putting off the deeds of old self and now walking in a manner worthy of our calling. With our terms defined, let's get back to the question, what if my husband isn't growing as fast as I like him to? Well, first, praise be to God that your husband is saved and that he has put his trust in Jesus Christ. Since we understand it's the Lord who sanctifies us all, we have to be content knowing the same Holy Spirit that dwells in you dwells in your husband. Since we trust God is sovereign, we can trust that God is growing your husband exactly how he and his infinite wisdom sees fit. We always need to be careful and examine our own hearts first. Remember when Jesus and Matthew chapter 7, 5 said, You hypocrite! First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Let's go ahead and look at the plank in our own eye first. I would ask yourself a few questions. Am I truly trusting the work of the Holy Spirit in both of our lives? How amazing it is to think the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is the same one in us today. He's the one who teaches us all things. Second, am I being content in all circumstances? Contentment isn't natural for us. The Apostle Paul himself had to learn contentment. We see this in Philippians chapter 4. Paul says in verse 11, Not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Are you content with the work of the Holy Spirit in your husband? Third, am I being patient with my husband? Never forget how patient God is with you before you were saved. And even now, he still is patient. Paul in Ephesians 4, 1 through 3 said, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit of the bond of peace. 
This is not a suggestion. Paul is giving us but a command because we must maintain the unity of the spirit. And it starts at home first with our husbands. One particular sin we all have to fight off is the sin of self-righteousness. It can easily creep in and blind us. Keep in mind when you were first saved, you didn't know what you know now. What you understand isn't of your own doing. It's the Holy Spirit that has taught you. Lastly, am I being honorable to my husband despite what I perceive as shortcomings in his growth? Don't you see that by honoring your husband, you're honoring Christ? God is using your husband to sanctify you just as he uses you to sanctify him. Here are just a few practical things I would recommend you to do. Pray for your husband. Maybe that seems simple. However, in James, we are taught the prayers of a righteous person avails much. Also, pray with him. Ask him to lead in prayer, not just before dinner. Try and set a time aside where you pray together. Second, ask him to read the scriptures with you. Encourage him to do so. My husband and I are on the same reading plan. Since schedules are busy, we don't always get the chance to sit and read together, but we are always reading the same scriptures. It gives us a chance to share with each other throughout the day what we are learning, what sticks out to us, and where we see God wants us to repent. The Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. God uses His Word to sanctify us. Never forget how powerful God's Word is. It never returns void. Third, try and listen to the same sermons during the week. Every day might be too much for him at first, but share with him a sermon you have listened to and ask him what he thinks. Help him engage in the preaching of God's word. And you can apply that also to Sunday's preaching. When you get home on Sunday, ask him a question about the sermon. Fourth, we all run into questions we need help with. I would highly recommend asking your own husband first to help you think through them. This is biblical. In 1 Corinthians 14.35, if there is anything they desire to learn, let them ask their husbands first at home. For it is shameful for a woman to speak in church. I made this a habit of mine years ago. Not only does my husband help answer questions, there's a sense of honor he feels when I ask him. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Out of all the pastors, teachers out there, my husband is my favorite. I've learned more from my husband than any other man out there. As we close our time together, I want to encourage you that it is a wonderful desire to want your husband to grow in the maturity of Christ. However, be reminded that when we spend too much time looking at what we perceive as shortcomings in our husbands, we have quickly moved our eyes from Christ to our husbands. Keep your eyes on Christ, ladies. One last thing. There are times in my marriage where my husband is stronger in certain aspects of our faith, and at times I might seem to be stronger. And guess what? That's okay. My husband's great at teaching me certain theological terms and doctrine. I might be better at recalling where scripture is and memorization. This is why marriage is so beautiful. Two sinners growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. I pray this time was a blessing to you and that it glorified our Lord Jesus Christ. Until next time, ladies.